0: One of the enigmas of the spiritual phenomenon known as tsara'as is the law for the circumstance where a person's body is fully covered in the skin malady. Typically, when the rash appears on a person's skin, he is declared tameh, impure by the word of the Kohen. However, the Torah tells us that the law is for a person whose body is fully coated with the tsara'as, that he is actually going to be declared Tahor, he is pure. And the very simple question is why that should be. We know from Chazal that Saras is the result of aveira, it is a response to antisocial behavior, most infamously, Lashon Hara. So the question is why all of a sudden, when the Saras fully covers his body, should he be declared pure? We address that question as we enter another dimension, one not only of Pshat, but of Remes, Drash, and Sod. So journey with me into a mystifying paradise of Parsha and imagination, which we call the Parsha Pardes. Welcome to Parsha Pardes or Parsha Paradise here at the Database of Rabbi Shua Eisenberg, where this week's Parsha is Parsha's Tazria. And if you enjoy Shioram like this and others on the podcast, and you want to partner up with us and sponsor, or you just have questions, comments, concerns, or want to make a recommendation for Shioram like this or others on the podcast, all you have to do is reach out to me at the database at Email.com. That's the data. Then base b e i s at gmail.com. Now returning to Parshas Tazria and the mystery of the full body coating of Tzaraas. Why all of a sudden does he become pure? We'll address that question with a few approaches. I'll peep shot, but I actually want to start this week with a very fascinating as that's offered by the Balatirin. Now our pasuk tells us the that if the Tzaraas shall surely blossom, it shall surely blow up and spread on the skin. The is or hanega. And the tsaras is going to cover all of the skin, Raglo from his head to his foot. So explains the Bala Turim the opening words Vim Paroach tifrach. It shall surely blow up. The inflammation shall surely blossom. Says the volunteer. These words come up in one other place in Yishayahu, in the Navi, in Lamed Hey 352, thirty-five 2. Says the Navi, Paroach tifrach v'sagel. You shall surely blossom and rejoice. Why should you rejoice? So, regardless of the context in the Novi, which is talking about how what was once a wasteland will eventually blossom and everything will be beautiful, you'll be able to rejoice, explains the term no, in our context, the paroch Tefrach HaTsaras, if the Tsaras is going to surely blossom and blow up and spread, then Visagel. Tefrach Visagel. It's going to surely blossom, you should rejoice. Why should you rejoice, says the Balaturim? Because you're going to be declared Tahor. If it completely spreads, rejoice, because you are now pure. Now this clearly, um, it's supportive of the halacha, but it only bolsters the question. Why should it be that a person whose body is fully covered in saras, he should be pure? Why does this guy get to rejoice? So we have a couple of suggestions. Well, the first one from the Nitziv and also shared um, um, a similar approach with Rav Shamshen Rafa Hirsch. The Nitziv explains that really this is a chok. It's a law that we can't understand. It's a statute of the Torah. However, explains the Nitziv, notice how the Pasuk does not say, if you look closely, it does not say that the man is pure. It says that the nega is pure. The plague, the malady, the malady is pure or the area of the skin is pure, but not the person himself. Because after all, as we said before, yes, this guy is a bala Vera He did the wrong thing. And he, as a person, he is not pure. But this is what we might call a lost cause. This circumstance explains the nesiv, explains the shashna far hirsh. This individual is clearly not a bala musar. He's not someone who is willing to give and willing to listen to the musr, to the words of rebuke, or to the sign of rebuke that Hashem is sending him, he's not willing to learn from it, and so he has hit rock bottom. And at this point, he is a lost cause, he's not someone who's willing to grow, he's not someone who's willing to listen to the messages that he's receiving, so therefore, out of almost a sign of uh, desperation, out of a sign of giving up, so to speak, we declare this person pure. Tuma would be a sign of hope. Tumma would be a sign of, you know what, he just needs a little bit of chizuk. But this person's not willing to take the chizuk. He is tahor out of this having given up on him. That's what's offered by the and of Hirsch. However, the Chavetz Chaim takes a different approach, which maybe can be connected but um, at face value it's a different approach. The Chavetz Chaim suggests on the contrary, that this is actually a sign of the person's humility. When the person's body is completely covered with saras, that brings a person to overwhelming humility, which actually catapults a person to a state of tahara. The person who's fully covered, is fully degraded and embarrassed by the saras that's covered his entire body, this is a person who, we hope at this point, has come around... And he realizes yes he has hit rock bottom and therefore out of the new gained humility he's able to reach a state of overwhelming tahara, of overwhelming purity. Now this can actually support Idrasha and the Gemara in Sanhedrin, Andaf Tzari Zayin Ahmed Aleph, where the Gemara says very fascinatingly Damar Rabbi Ein ben David Ba al that the it's not going to happen. That the, that the Ben David, the Mashiach, is going to come until the entire kingdom is going to be flipped and reversed to heresy? Amar Rabbah? And Rava says, my crow, what's the Pasuk? Well, our Pasuk. Kulo hafach lavan tahorhu. If it becomes entirely white, if it's hafach, if it's if skin, completely becomes white, then he's going to be declared tahor. Apparently, the idea is just like the Mitzorah, whose body is completely covered in saras? he's tahor. it's going to be that when when's Mashiach going to come? When everything is completely flipped to heresy and evil, when we've hit rock bottom. Why? Perhaps you can argue, like the first approach that we suggested, that this has to do with the fact that there's a certain uh, there's a certain point where we just, you know, Hashem, gives up and says, okay, listen, let's just declare purity because this person's not getting the message, hopefully it'll be the other way around. That... If Chas v'Shalom happens that we sink so low, what's going to happen is, unlike what we see in the world today, there will be humility. There will be anivas. We're going to reach a point where we're going to say, Hashem, you know, we like, look how low we've fallen. We need your help at this point, and in our humility we should be overwhelmed with the state of Tahara. But that's a possible drash. Another drash while we're here, just because um, it's in Yon Adioma, we're coming to Pesach time, interestingly enough, the Shemos Rabbah in Yid Alev Hay, that's 11.5. The Shemos Rabbah explains that the Khartoumim, when the Torah tells us they were unable to stand before Moshe, so when, and when was this? During Makkas Shchin, during the plague of the boils. So explains the, the Shemos Rabbah, the Medrash says, the Chartumim were actually inflicted with tsaraas, and that's why they were embarrassed. They were embarrassed from the tsaraas on their skin. Which pasuk does the Medrash quote and support? Paroach tifrach, our pasuk, that there the inflammation that blossoms and spreads on their bodies, the growth of the of the, of the rash explains the Medrash the Khartoumim were inflicted with Tzara'as and it's interesting you, you might wonder if the Tzara'as covered their entire bodies but the point was the Khartumim were unable to stand before Moshe in their utter embarrassment perhaps the humility that they gained at that moment I don't know if the Khartumim would have been declared pure at that time out of their humility but it is just something to think about that um, each Maka was another step towards the turnaround the change of hearts the hafachas slave of the Mitzrayim and perhaps this is another ingredient to that aspect of the story. But finally, we move on to Sod, an idea that perhaps will also support the same idea we find from a Kabbalistic work, the Shaar E'ora. This is in Shar hey in uh, the, the fifth Shaar, in Sphira Vav Nun That's six fifty nine, and explains the Shaar E'ora. Why exactly does it work like this? So explains Shaar E'ora. Hashem's mercy on the world when Hashem will finally give mercy, that appears amidst the place of strict justice, meaning that Hashem... Hashem's mercy comes from the place where Hashem is striking the world with harsh justice. He explains a similar line to the Gemara that we mentioned earlier, that the Ben David, the Mashiach, won't come until we are all declared completely guilty. Until all of us are comp are, are, are declared guilty when we suffer the brunt of overwhelming din, of overwhelming harshness of justice. Well-deserved punishments. Lo alenu At that point, Hashem is going to say, "Okay, the Ben David can come, the Shiach can come, and perhaps, like we've been saying, it comes from the place of our humility when we suffer. Hashem's mercy will come. It'll it'll sprout from Hashem's din when Hashem overwhelms us, covers our body kaviyachol entirely with saras, the body of Klai the body of the world. At some point." Hashem is going to declare Tahara. At some point, Hashem's Rachman is going to burst through and we should be Zoha to that Rachman very, very soon. We should be Zoha to that ultimate form of Tahara. Have a wonderful rest of your week. and Have a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you for joining us here at The Database.